Welcome to Paris Talks, a podcast that explores big and innovative ideas about the future of humanity. Each week, we talk to a thought leader about trends shaping the near and far future of humankind. Thank you for listening. We hope you love the show. She's an Ashoka Fellow. Please join me in welcoming Sonia Ben-Ali to the stage. Today I'm going to talk to you about refugees. But before I start, I just want to make a clarification. Refugees are people who have to flee their home country. It's a matter of life or death. They don't have any choice but to flee. Today I'm going to talk to you about this woman on the screen. Her name is Mulki, and her story is illustrative of the many victims of armed conflict nowadays. Mulki is a Somali woman. She has lived all her life in Mogadishu, the capital city of Somalia, and she used to have a shop with her two sons. But one day, her shop got attacked, and she lost her two sons. A few days after that, she started receiving direct threats against her own life. And at that point, she had two choices. Either she could go to a refugee camp in the neighboring country, Kenya, but she knew that if she was going to go there, she would probably stay for a very long time. We need to remember that the average length of displacement is now 26 years. 26 years on average in exile. And she knew she would be dependent on humanitarian aid, and she really didn't want this to happen. Her second option was to go to a city, to kind of rebuild her life and find a, a semblance of normality. And she heard about Kuala Lumpur in Malaysia, where a number of other Somali citizens had already fled to find safety. So she decided to go to Kuala Lumpur. And when she arrived, she started living the typical life of urban refugees. She didn't have access to the healthcare system, she didn't have the right to work, and she was living with the constant fear of being arrested and detained. But very quickly, Mulki started getting the help of uh, other Somali people in the community. Some of them helped her to find a job, others helped her to find an apartment, or to find medical assistance when she was sick. And Mulki is one of these uh, very amazing refugee women that I've met. I don't know where she found the strength to do what she did, uh, but she decided to create a community organization because she realized that there was such a huge potential for self-help in her community. So she created what she called the Somali Refugee Committee, which is an organization, a community organization led entirely by refugees from Somalia and Kuala Lumpur, and she engaged the most skilled people in her community, which you can see on the background. So as an example, the man who's sitting on the desk, he has a degree from uh, a university in Somalia, and so he speaks very well English. He knows a little bit of mathematics, and so basically he started to educate the kids in the community who don't have access to the schooling system. So this is kind of the very adapted solutions that this community organization created. And groups like Mulki, like the one of Mulki, exist everywhere in the world. I've seen them in the many countries where I've worked. 
before and after creating this organization, Urban Refugees. And these organizations are really providing uh, essential help to their own community, especially in cities, in urban settings, where the humanitarian assistance is very limited because for years it has been focusing mainly on camps when actually most refugees nowadays live in cities. 60% of the refugees nowadays live in urban settings, not in refugee camps. So these organizations, they exist in Amman, uh, in Jordan, they exist in Nairobi, in Kenya, they exist in Kuala Lumpur, in Malaysia, they exist in Paris, France. Recently, I met a, a young Somali man here in Paris. He created an organization called Le Réseau des Exilés en France, um, the network of exilees in France, and this organization also provides essential help to refugees and asylum seekers here in Paris. And these groups are demonstrating that refugees who, yes, are victims of armed conflict, can also be and are powerful solution fighters and solution builders. These organizations are showing that they can provide solutions that are cost-effective, adapted and sustainable to the refugee crisis. It's very clear nowadays that we need to change the overall paradigm of refugee aid. There is now an estimate of 66 million refugees and internally displaced people in the world. The needs are growing, but the resources are not growing proportionally. So it's urgent to find new approaches and I believe that these organizations constitute a very powerful way to create these new approaches. But meeting these organizations all over in different countries where I've worked, I realized that they had a lot of challenges to make their voice heard and to make their work recognized. These organizations lack funding, recognition, they are very seldomly engaged in refugee responses um, when as, I, as I've shown before, they provide very sustainable and adapted solution. So in 2012, I created a nonprofit called Urban Refugees to change that. We provide capacity building and funding to these organizations so they can grow their initiative and become part of refugee responses over the world. I was speaking about Mulki just before. The organization of Mulki we met we met them uh, in Kuala Lumpur three years ago. We provided the, the program to them, and they have multiplied by five their annual budget post-program. They were able to create amazing activities for their own community. They enabled hundreds of people in their own community to have access to work, health, and education. So these groups are really showing that another way is possible. And through that, I hope that I've been able to show you that even though refugees are victims of armed conflict and definitely suffer from the consequences of this conflict, they are also powerful solution builders and solution finders that need to be engaged and recognized. Many thanks. Thank you for listening. The Paris Talks podcast is recorded live at Paris Talks conferences in France and brought to you with the support of Air Liquide and Radio France International. For more information, please visit www.paris-talks.com.